I feel like, so we've had to, because Greebles, like, insists on attacking Buzz while Buzz is trying to use the litter box because they're out on the porch and Greebles <laughs> is like, look, entertainment. Um, so we've had to, like, give, um, like, powdered pumpkin mixed in with their food is basically like, like a, you know, a regular fiber thing. And so, you know, whenever Buzz poops and we're there to see it, like, we call each other over and like, look, look, the cat's pooping. Oh, my God. And then, <laughs> and then we're just like, fuck, quarantine sucks. And welcome to Maybe Geek Again, a podcast where we cover sci-fi TV shows through the lens of philosophy and dick jokes. My name is Joe, and I'm joined by my insightful co-hosts, Shaheen, and special guest, Alicia. Hi, guys. Hey! Hey! Um, you can find us on SoundCloud and iTunes. We also love fan feedback, so come uh, yell at us on Twitter at MayWeGeekAgain or at MayWeGeekAgain at gmail.com. And that actually reminds me, uh, we had a lovely listener write us a lovely uh, email, and I have not responded to it. So, be on the lookout for that, um, yeah, friend from Israel. Sorry, we'll get back to you. I, you I have been... Uh, we, we get too. high and wander off. It happens. Um, <laughs> and of course, we always post the episodes to Reddit in case you enjoy long-form discussion. This is episode 83 of our podcast. And we're going to be talking about The 100, season 7, episode 2. Great to have you here, guys. Um, we usually start with giving some information about ourselves and a quick little icebreaker game. This week's icebreaker game is Did Octavia and Dioza Bang? Who wants to go first? These icebreaker games have kind of stop being games they're just it's just got <laughs> a question. question now it's just... well, sorry i was under a lot of not pressure and you're not hosting so yeah i'm all <laughs> shut up but yeah I beggars guess. can't be choosers yeah <laughs> uh um, well, yeah i think the, the guest should go first. yeah yeah Alicia, okay, you, you go yeah. first See, I'm torn on this one. I think the easy answer is yes, because, like, when she was writing her letter to Bellamy, and I wrote this down, I thought about this later, too. She was, like, writing, and she's like, I love her like I love you, and I'm like, the lady doth protest <laughs> too much. Um, and also, because they were there, I mean, they were there for years and years, and, like, they're clearly a family, and... Uh, they love each other, even though, you know, Octavia's like, oh, it's it's the same as, as you, I promise, like, br- dear brother. <laughs> but at the same time, like, I, I think that would have been, I mean, again, I don't know what if they did or not, you know, according to the story. But I actually think that would have been sweeter if if they had. And, like, they, <laughs> I know it's like, the question is, did they bang? But, like, honestly, <laughs> it would have been sweet. Did they make um, love? Right? <laughs> Okay, that's a that's a nice answer. Um, okay, uh, Shane. Um, you you you, you want to introduce yourself? Oh yeah, sorry. Me? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Hi, I'm I'm Alicia or series underscore station on Twitter. Um, I am now in California, by the way. I feel like the last time I was on the podcast, I was still in Texas. So that's a that's an update on me. Um, but yes, I was on. You, for for expanse and humans, maybe. Too, right? Yeah, yeah. You've been yeah. you've been on a couple times. Yeah, all these amazing sci-fi shows that I love, like The Expanse and Humans, <laughs> 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 that are so good. Um, yeah, no. So I'm really happy to be back um, for today's episode in particular because I, I thought there was some some good stuff going on, and I have some ranting to do. So <laughs> I mean, <laughs> that's pretty much. Me. 
That is how season seven so far has been unfolding. We have some good things to say and also some ranting. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I, I will, yeah. I'm on brand with that. <laughs> but yeah, no, thanks for having me. Excellent. Thank you. Yeah, um, thanks for coming on. Yeah. Shaheen? Uh, hi, I'm Shaheen. I live in Pittsburgh. Um, and I study philosophy and I have a cat. And, <laughs> um, yeah, and so, <laughs> okay, so I thought about this. Whether uh, Octavia and Diosa banged, um, and uh, so like I think that obviously we're led to believe, as far as we know, their uh, sort of normal life um, sexuality is hetero, right? We have no reason to think otherwise. But there was obviously a lot of uh, spark between them. I thought. Um, and, you know, it was just, um, and like you said, they were, you know, left there by themselves for years and years, and they really didn't even think they would ever find anyone else to fuck. So, I, and given what we know happens in prisons, I think it is a good chance. And my credence is, you know, around, like, maybe 70%. Okay. Okay. I know, I like there's math. There's mathematical analytics of the banging. Yeah. Um, cool. Uh, anything else? Are you gonna answer? Oh, well, no, I'm gonna answer. I just wanna make sure I didn't wanna cut off, I didn't wanna cut off. uh, Yeah, no, I'm good. Alright. Um, I'm Joe. I live in Austin, Texas. I have cats, too. Um, let's see. So obviously my answer to this is that yes, but I will say that the reason for this is, first of all, Dioza obviously gives off vibes of like just being very competent at sex. Like something about <laughs> that, like, like Octavia, I, I, I find less competence, more performative. Um, and, um, I find she reads much straighter to me than, than Dioza does, but I feel like, mm-hmm. You know, I don't think that either one of them was on each other's never, ever, 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 even on a deserted island list, you know? Like, if Mm -hmm. asked under general circumstances, the answer was probably going to be no, though I would argue that as well. But, like, yeah, they were, like, on a fucking, like, island, you know, like, you know. Forever. Forest prison (laughs) for ten years or whatever. Like, come on. Like, and, you know, the the show kind of pulling that punch, unless they decide to go there later, um, is weak sauce. Um, and, and, and people who, who watch The Magicians um, might also sort of recognize this was sort of very something super similar that happened uh, on that show. Um, and they actually did go there, and they did make those two characters um, together, except... In um, another stroke of TV bullshit, um, being cowardly, they then basically kind of like wrote it all off in sort of like a it it wasn't real thing. So that's a whole separate issue of rants that I could go into. (laughs) So let's actually get into the episode because I'm glad that we all agree. Can I just make a pedantic comment? Yes, of course. You can always make pedantic comments. (laughs) Is that that all I do? Yeah. Um, So you just said I would argue that as well. Uh, what you meant to say was, I would argue against that. I don't even remember what I said, but I will take your word for it. Sometimes people say, I will argue this point, meaning like, I will argue with it, like uh, against it. But that's not, at least argue that's not how we use it in philosophy. In philosophy, when you say, I will argue P, that means you will argue in favor of the proposition P. Anyway, <laughs> I'm done being pedantic. Are you though? 
Are you are you saying that you're done being pedantic for, in for this the instance? next thirty seconds? Okay, so while I'm introducing the episode, <laughs> all right. Um, so this episode seven hundred two is called the Garden. Big shocker. Uh, directed by Dean White and written by Jeff Fleming, um, who uh, has been writing for the show. I think for a year, last season and maybe the season before as well. But um, eagle-eyed sci-fi viewers might also recognize his name as a writer for Fringe and Battlestar Galactica, which. Um, um, there were some serious BSG vibes uh, in this episode, so I kind of wonder if they were like, yo, Jeff, you've written this before. Um, step on in here. <laughs> Maybe. Um, yeah, so uh, let's get into our overall takes of the episode. I mean, we've already talked about how we were kind of a little bit, you know, surprisingly positive on it, but um, Alicia, give give us your little rundown, your sort of like overall thoughts and feels. Yeah, so I actually liked the Dioza and Octavia part of the episode um so I will like I'll give some background I feel like it's not it's not not obvious that I'm like really disillusioned by this show um for a number of reasons that uh you wait hold on sorry there there are way too many knots in that it's not I'm sorry it's not not obvious oh it's been over 30 seconds for pedantic yes it's not not obvious that's exactly what I meant so it's obvious Um, but I didn't want to say it as harshly, but, um, but there have been a lot of things, uh, particularly in the last two seasons, that uh, really got me off of this show and, and a lot of things that really upset me and everything. So um, I'm actually glad that I came on for this show because I did find things in this episode that I liked. And particularly, I generally like when Dioza is on screen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I feel like she's Ivana fucking is strong as shit. Actress. Yeah, and so, like, I'm so glad that she was on this episode, and uh, Marie as well, I think, really brings it season after season, no matter kind of what bonkers things they give her to do. Um, she she at least always has a very interesting um, storyline. So, so my opinion or, like, overall take on this episode was that I actually wish that it had centered around Dioza and Octavia, because I think it was the better part of the episode. And I would have really liked to see, like, them having their own family. I think the all the Octavia trying to go away and Dioza trying to keep her there, all of that would have had even more impact if we just seen them just hang out. And I, I we saw part of that, which I really liked, the gardening and all of that. That was really sweet. Um, so, yeah, the Ivana and Marie I just, like, did really well. I, I liked that they were, you know, their whole storyline, amazing. Um on the other hand, <laughs> uh, Team Exposition is what I'm going to call them from now on. They were uh, they were a real struggle for me. Like I get that the intention was, oh, they're unraveling the um, the mystery of what happened, uh, but I just every time they were on screen, I was like, so when do we go back to Dioza and Octavia? <laughs> um, I want to find out from them what happened, not from um, not from watching an iPad behind somebody's sh- shoulder and. <laughs> Um, I don't know, digging up corpses and stuff. It just, it didn't translate with me as well. So yeah, I think I, I made a comparison to, to Octavia's episode last year, um, which I think maybe was it two years ago now, the Octavia's episode in season five. Oh, uh, uh, the Red Queen? Yes. Was that five? Was that it? Yeah, season five. Okay. Yeah. So that, I feel like that episode really worked well because the, the supporting characters that she had around her were also people that we knew. And so it could really carry a story really powerfully like we had Abby and Kane and Indra mm-hmm. back then um and Gaia but but I think this this time it was tricky because there were just people that we didn't know as well and so that's that's why I was like oh I just want to know about Octavia because that's the person that we care about the most 
and Dioza because she's just she's amazing. such a good actress. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that was that was my take. Is the yay on Dioza and Octavia? Dio Tavia. Yeah. yeah, that works, that works. <laughs> and and uh, a nay on, on team exposition. <laughs> okay. I I honestly I completely, completely agree. Like they did some really good job with sort of the way that they went from parallels, like bleeding a shot of somebody walking away and then you know it's somebody in the modern day walking away like that was a cool concept and stuff but I agree in the sense of like team exposition I know that we needed Gabriel there because he had connection to that tech to the settlers you know to the people on Beta and the people on Bardo and like you know all the Allegius stuff but at the same time I kept just wanting to like have it be Raven muttering about his about the discoveries and stuff you know like I miss science (laughs) Raven doing science Raven shit um, and I know that, like, for the reasons of they needed it to be tied into the Allegis storyline, why they used Gabriel, but yeah, the whole, the whole thing, Hope was the best part of it for me, like, I like the, I like the way that, um, the actress is, like, playing her character and stuff, but, like, surrounding her with team exposition and, you know, team knifey, um, is just kind of, mm, it was, <laughs> compared to how strong Dioza and Octavia were, it was just kind of like, womp womp. Um, yeah. Uh, what about you, Shaheen? So I love this episode. You, you um, rarely say that. Wow. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. Um, I, <laughs> uh, yeah, I loved it. I mean, I, yeah, I have, I think, a few complaints. I even, I mean, I even like the, uh, the, the parts that you guys aren't so <laughs> Team exposition. <hot> about. <laughs> um, yeah, and may, that may be because of our general difference of approach to, um, characters and, and, you know, our relations to characters, for me, like, plot, I think, takes, uh, more weight than it does for a lot of other people, um, but anyway, um, yeah, I thought the, the, um, juxtaposition of the past and the present Mm -hmm. stories on Beta and, um, yeah, the two stories on Beta and how they complement each other, I thought that, um, worked really great, and yeah, I think, the writing was strong, um, both on that count and also on account of the just individual dialogues and, and sass. <laughs> um, so I think, yeah, I, I, it was well written. Uh, and I'll get to more aspects of what I like later, but yeah, I, I thought it was a really good one. And I agree with the sentiment that, uh, I wish somehow this could be, could have been the, uh, the premiere for the right? season. Yeah. Um, this was really, more epic than than the last one (laughs) it it reminded Um, me a lot of uh, less less of a like boom moment but like a very good way to like tell two stories and and converge them kind of like in 307 and you know we have very valid complaints to say about 307 for a whole host of other reasons but in terms of like seeing how two sort of like timelines come together like it was very well done yeah all right um so I was thinking that we could talk about the pre- – like, we'd, we'd sort of split it up, not necessarily how it flowed in the episode, but sort of the present day group and then the um, Diotavia group in the past. Does that work for you guys? Oh, yeah. Save the best for uh, last. Save the best for last. All right. So let's get our salt out of the way, or at least uh, Alicia and my salt. Um, maybe Shaheen's is a little bit, you know, that low sodium salt. I am like a cavern of salt. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, yeah, the, it's, it's just – going but but you know what with this with this story in 
particular. I'm glad I'm glad we're waiting on the good stuff. <laughs> okay. Um so why don't, why don't you sort of maybe kick us off then of like some of the thoughts that you had about the Echo Hope Grape because we didn't really like move through a ton of plot. Like maybe they were on that I like we we only hung out with with that group for I would guess like maybe a couple of hours most. So, you know, we can kind of just kind of run through roughly what happened you know they they arrive they find you know a cabin that 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 hope runs towards they they discover a creepy doll that some crazy guy names hope um they find some dead people gabriel steals his mind chip he finds becca on the mind chip then crazy guy breaks the ipad then they find a message in a bottle and then that's pretty much it um so there we go i've recapped the whole thing that happened um <laughs> what, what contest that sounds crazy <laughs> <laughs> but like i think i think that was pretty much it right oh uh, yeah yeah all right well i mean couldn't you do the same thing with uh octavia and diosa i mean sure I sure yeah. but we're, we're gonna cover this one first um, all right <laughs> all right uh so that wasn't a comment <laughs> on the story where you said like that was the whole thing i could recap it in 10 seconds like that was... boom it's done um, well, since since Shaheen is the most positive on this, um, oh, how about shit. how about you go give us <laughs> give us some of your thoughts and your feels and what um, what moved you and what you loved about about this section? Cool. Um, so, I mean, obviously, uh, I love that Becca is back. Um, I loved her cameo. I feel like everyone um, was like, "Fuck yeah!" I too had a crush on Becca. Like, <laughs> yeah, we were, we that were all was Gabriel so good. in that moment. I miss Becca too. That was a nice surprise. What a callback to like, oh, good times. Good times. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I love that she remains central to the story. Um, that's important to me. Uh, and Gabriel is an important uh, sort of link that connects her to our present day characters. Um, so anyway, um, yeah, that was really fun. Uh, and uh, I loved learning about the anom- uh, anomaly. <laughs> <laughs> I spelled it right the first time I wrote it in in the run sheet. I was very proud of myself. I was like, "Yay, Google Docs didn't yell at me!" <laughs> All right, I'm still calling it the wormhole. So <laughs> I think you moved yeah. on, but oh well. <laughs> the anomaly or the uh, the bridge, as Hope calls it. Um. Yeah. So all that was good. Um. I thought that the uh, the writing for, um, what's her name, Hope was good, and and I agree the acting was really good, uh, and I think there was some nice dynamics or as you guys would say chemistry between her and Echo. So I feel like they weren't that out of place as uh, as we, we feared they would be. Um. Which is interesting because I have a note in Alicia's notes that says that they are that she does not feel like how Hope and Echo are interacting uh, as yeah, Landon. I, don't I, I think it's interesting that you guys that. both are reading this completely differently. Sorry, who said what? It's in the it's in the the doc. Uh, Alicia says, and I quote: "I feel like they are not landing on how they want Hope and Echo to interact with each other." So oh, I, I think okay. it's I interesting that it. you guys have two completely different <laughs> reads on on it. Right. Okay, I'm probably wrong, but uh... <laughs> uh, see, my confusion with that was that if like there is one side where Hope is kind of begrudgingly like accepting Echo because Octavia, I guess, was reaching that point of being like, okay, like she's my brother's w- girlfriend and she's 
you know, she's uh, whatever. She she tried to kill me or almost killed me, but she's she likes him now, so it's fine. And on the other <laughs> hand, she's like, yeah, remember that time you stabbed Octavia and pushed her off a cliff? <laughs> and, and like, it's like almost unintentional comedy because Echo's like, yeah, it was more complicated, and Hope was like, what's it up? But I mean, hasn't everyone on the show tried to kill everyone else? I mean, like, that's very Clark true. can't hang out with anyone that she didn't try to kill or uh, have killed or I, let die. I just or... like I don't think they were clear on like, do they want Echo to like hate like what what is Echo and Hope even like? And then they hug later. Like Echo forces uh, Hope into like one of those like you're angry and crying, but let me hug it out of you. And I'm like, did we establish? <laughs> Are we hugging? <laughs> It was, yeah, it was very weird because it was very, like, back and forth on, like, how extremely they were interacting with each other um, and, like, how we were supposed to see, like, what is what is Hope's opinion on Echo at all? Like, the, my, my favorite part of Unintentional Comedy was when they, like, actually arrive and Hepo, uh, Hope, <laughs> Hepo, that's their, that's their ship <laughs> name, you guys. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, and Hope, like, bolts away and, like, Echo's like, wait, what? Sorry, I was no, also going to add, since you asked me what are the things that I liked about it, I also even, uh, I personally felt the gravity of the plot, like when the moment where the guy was, uh, the crazy dude had the, uh, the quote, memory reader. Oh, on his arm? That. Oh, no, no. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. You mean, you mean the, got it, got it. I know what we're talking about. Right. So that was, uh, that was, I mean, I felt the, uh, excitement and the gravity of that moment, um. So I thought I don't know it was engaging to me. Yeah. No, I I I agree. like I liked sort of what we learned. Um it was just it was just sometimes a little bit clunky sort of a way to do it to just like have Gabriel sort of staring at an iPad muttering to himself and then leaving it in the yeah. thing and being like I need a pen. Who has a pen? Fuck, I'm going to go back inside <laughs> and get a pen. And you're like That was so funny too. Oh my god, the, the Gabriel was like again a lot of unintentional comedy that I really don't think they meant to be funny, but like Gabriel's like whole deal was so funny. It's <laughs> like that does the iPad have a notepad app that can you <laughs> Like a memo app. My favorite was when he was like, when he saw that guy being totally crazy and talking to dead people, and he was like, mm, "Yeah, isolation madness. <laughs> what are you gonna do?" <laughs> I'm like, "Yeah, no kidding. Like, what? No, no. You know, the the women folk in your group didn't need to know this. <laughs> like, they knew already. Thanks, thanks, Captain Obvious. Yeah. No, Gabriel was. I, I like Gabriel could have been a lot more given his background of like what he comes from and like if he had a point of view or if he had some sort of like you know like the mind drive thing is clearly maybe coming up i don't know but like for now he was just very bland like i i genuinely think that like because we got a shot of the back of his neck i think he's gonna put that mind drive in his neck so that they can get off the island or get off you know whatever the fuck uh beta um like mm. I, I think that that's so it's gonna become Colin. Yeah, he's Benson gonna become Colin. I think that that's kind of where they're leading. That's it very to. interesting. Yeah, so Gabriel's gonna sacrifice himself. Yeah, because you know, again, be a nice redemption. We don't, we don't care about, um, we we don't care too much about uh, 
Fuck, uh, what David is his name? Uh, Russell. Gabriel. Russell. Russell. We, don't, we don't really care I, about him I being possessed. I was going to say Colin. I love that all three of us <laughs> had different names. <laughs> Who don't we care about? Um, the fact that, like, Russell is now taken over by Shade Hedda. And so, you know, fuck it. Let's do another body yeah. snatch and um, and have Gabriel yeah. be Colin. But, like, that's kind of what I'm thinking might happen. Um, but, you yeah. know, who the fuck that's knows? That's a good theory. Um, I mean, I going back to the, the exposition thing, I thought the exposition was less awkward than last time. Um, a I, lot of it yes, was woven it, into the It was know, less awkward and, than, my God, it's incredible. <laughs> oh, my God, that <laughs> yeah, was I mean, so bad. <laughs> I mean, I take it the fundamental difference between good and bad exposition is that with good exposition, it's um, something that comes up in the story uh, organically and naturally. Uh, not that it doesn't feel like, oh, the author needed to, needed you to know these bullet points. You know, it just, it was, and I feel like this episode satisfied that. Like a lot of it was just like Echo just being frustrated, which I think kind of reflected our frustration as the view, viewer. Uh, we're like, dude, just what the fuck is going on? Like you, you just slow down and explain what, what is going on, you know? Um, and so she would just get these little bits out of hope and she wasn't, she was reluctant to, or she didn't care to like explain, explain too much. So she, uh, it didn't feel like we were just bombarded by a bunch of things like in episode one, even though this episode was like, you know, um, stuffed with, with new information. A lot of it, I feel like came up again, but I don't know. I, I may be wrong. Um, no, I mean, I, I think I, I agree that it was way less clunky than it was before. So that's something, um, mm-hmm. you know, it, it still was a little bit awkward, but again, like how much of that has to do with, like you said, like we need to like, they needed us to find out a lot of stuff. Um, but to Alicia's point, you know, wanting more of that to come out through the Diotavia storyline, you know, it's kind of, mm-hmm. kind of a bit of a mixed bag there. Um, yeah, I that's, felt like it was a lot more natural from the Dio. Well, oh, I'm gonna have trouble saying that from the Dio's storyline <laughs> than it was from this storyline. And I think, I mean, part of it I do think is because the three of them don't really, in my opinion, connect together at all. Like <laughs> when they talk to each other, I, I often feel like they're talking to just like the camera, and like, <laughs> and then and they're just there by themselves. Like I, I feel like maybe I would have the part of it is that I didn't care as much because it wasn't say like Murphy and Raven doing this yeah Um, it was like just you know Echo and um, Gabriel I'm gonna forget his name all the time (laughs) (laughs) well his name might change to Colin anyway so so who gives a shit it's just yeah it was it was like partially it was hard to like be involved in like what they were caring about and that's also why it came across to me as so much exposition versus like oh they're just in the story (laughs) because I just I just could care less about them honestly (laughs) and so like so I think it was a it was a combination of that for me it was that um it was coming across as so much exposition because these characters are just like blank slates on whom we are putting these lines um, and, and therefore we are just getting information. Whereas like Dio's and Octavia, because Octavia is such an established player, um, and because Dio's is so good at, at everything, <laughs> um, it, it didn't come across as much that way to me. Um, and, and cons- considering it should, it shouldn't have felt that way too, because like the, the Echo Gabriel hope story was actually moving a lot faster because we only covered like half a day. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But 
Yeah, I mean, last time we sort of complained about how um, the the more interesting story seems to have been uh, <laughs> sort of delegated to the um, new characters and the sort of, uh, I think, Joe called them C. C oh, plot. the C string? Yeah. C string, C string character? Yeah. But, I mean, with the introduction of uh, Octavia and to, to some extent Dioza, I think, um, that is also remedied a little bit. Even though you're right, there's still, um, they're still sort of in the past. I get, yeah. yeah. So the past of beta. Um, so. I think the, my frustration is just that we have like, we have like Clark and Raven and Murphy and Bellamy and and, right. and they've essentially been benched <laughs> to to a storyline like, that we guys, really yeah. don't that like no none of us care about like yeah yeah I don't care about like Phantom politics at all or like the <laughs> castle that burns and then is still standing later on like no no okay that, <laughs> it, it, they could tell me that it was literal magic and I would be like cool moving on. <laughs> Right, like, this is, like, they've given us a story, like, where they're like, hey, here's a super fucking sci-fi storyline bit, but let's also talk about a bunch of, like, religious cultists rabble, rabble, rabbling, like, mm -hmm. being all angry yeah. and wanting so to even, kill yeah, one dude. Even with this exposition, the same, like, I wrote down, I had, like, a bunch of questions, because I'm like, we need to spend more time about, like, why were there two stones again, and was it only a doorway from one planet at a time? Like, what, couldn't, wasn't the whole point that you could You have questions. Code? And like, yeah, I was like, did I miss? And like, it went by so fast because then they were like, oh, remember that time you stabbed Octavia? Oh, good times. Yes, you're a main character now. Like, I was like, what? <laughs> I'm sorry. Can we focus on the, the rock that takes you to a different planet? <laughs> I would I would like to call attention to the part about uh, Echo telling Hope that she's not a killer. And that, like, and Echo being is like, good thing I'm here or whatever, you know, to like murder people. And I'm just like, are we just ignoring the fact that Gabriel has killed like dozens, if not hundreds, of children? Like, are we just gonna like not talk about that? I know Gabriel's like the tech nerd on their team all of a sudden, and like we're just ignoring that these, yeah, these two are like, oh, I know well, how to kill, and Gabriel's like, I'm just gonna shut up about that. <laughs> yeah, like he he killed a <laughs> I lot thought that of kids. the I thought the banter was about whether you're physically able to subdue someone and kill him. Gabriel killed a bunch of people by, like, injecting them with, with something, so... So Gabriel's a cowardly like killer? Mad scientist? <laughs> well, yeah, like, he's not gonna be able to, like, fight, because, like, <laughs> Hope was talking about fighting for, people. He doesn't have the stomach for hand-to-hand -hand combat, is what you're saying. Yeah, it's not gonna... It's not like he's gonna throw a bunch of syringes at them. He, he's, he's a, he's a white-collar murderer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Also, an un, like an unintentional joke. The way like Echo says, like it's a good thing I'm here. I was. It was very like I'm not a robot at all. Like I'm a real person. Don't worry, fellow human. I will murder. I'm everybody. here to murder for you. <laughs> it was. Uh, I laughed several times when I clearly wasn't supposed to. <laughs> but like that was really funny. I was like, I know it's supposed to be like kind of dangerous or whatever, and but we're also maybe meant to remember that hope was raised by. Dioza and Octavia, like, also, except for the fact that Dioza was like, "No, nah, I'm gonna be a hippie, yo," and like, <laughs> good for her we'll, though. Like, good for her for like being chill. Anyway, we're totally. I'm just gonna go to that story <laughs> every time. <laughs> so I wanted, I wanted to talk a little bit about some of the stuff that we, that like these little nuggets that we were given in terms of uh, the the other the other people that are out there. So like, there was a note of um, from the crazy dude. Uh, saying atone for their sins, um, that that's why they're sent there. It wasn't like people who have committed crimes 
it is mm-hmm. sin, which is a very different sort of moral argument. Um, mm-hmm. And he seemed... Yeah, I mean, my understanding was... Uh, tell me if this is different from how you understand it. So, based on what I heard this episode, the um, so time goes much faster on beta than on alpha, i.e., sanctum. We know that. Um, and also, time goes a lot faster on beta than on Brando or whatever. Um, what is Bardo? The- Bardo. <laughs> Brando better. Yeah. Or Brando. Brando is like Brando. the the drinking idiocracy, yeah. the, the like Gatorade drinking Which idiocracy. Which would actually make a lot more sense if they named the planet Brando. <laughs> is that a 90s movie? Idiocracy? Oh, I think it might be. That's two, 2006. Oh, uh, okay. Oh, boo. Whatever. We're s- like, honestly, calling a 90s movie now, that was like 30 years ago? Mm-hmm. A lot of, a lot yeah. of years ago. Maybe so. we should graduate to like the... The, two, the, the 2000s the, are acceptable. The aughts movie. Fuck, how are we so old? <laughs> Anyways, you were saying. <laughs> Bron- Planet anyway, Brando. Right, so uh, on Planet Brando, the... Um, right, so I, time also goes slower on there than on Beta. Now, what we don't know is what is time, how is time relative to Sanctum? Right on on Bardo, right? How's time on Bardo relative to Sanctum? So it could be that Bardo goes faster than Sanctum. It could be that Sanctum goes bar- faster than Bardo. Well, the only thing we know is that they both go slower than Beta, right? Um, and okay, so and the way they explained it was that the people apparently so they sent a t- and they sent a crew to Sanctum, which included the pompous ass. Lightburn, uh, aka Russell Prime. Um, <laughs> I love that nickname. Uh, that's gonna be his name from now on. I mean, uh, R.I.P. Pompous asshole. <laughs> and, then, and apparently, it included Colin Benson, uh, which Baker like did. Did she have him sneak into the? ship or he went there with uh, under some other pretense whatever but his mission was to go off on his own or with a few people and go into the anomaly and figure out all these portals um right and you with me so far yes it all sound okay yeah and so then they so he and his crew arrived on beta then i i think and then some of them then went on to bardo Right? Or, or did people somehow go to Bardo separately? Because didn't Gabriel say that, t- uh, of the people who, um, who portaled to Beta, only Colin Benson survived? What? Uh, wait, Beta? He is- said he was the sole, the sole survivor of that, somehow. Wait, so Colin wasn't exiled to Beta, he just, got put there and died there is what you're saying he was certainly not exiled he i mean i don't know if he was exiled like as a front but he definitely planned to go there right the whole dialogue with or monologue with baker is she says i'm i am i'm envious of you i envy you you're going on the you know biggest mission in the history of history um and you know she's kind of being quiet um, because she doesn't want Russell to hear it. 
um, because Russell thinks they're going to go to Alpha and that's going to be the final destination. But Baker says, no, I want to try all these different orbits of the black hole that, that have all these different timelines, not different timelines, but different uh, time goes at different speeds, uh, like time dilation. Um, right, so she said, I think time dilation is, is sexy as hell, is that what she said? <laughs> Yeah, um, she looked a little unhinged when she was talking, I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> right, like, I wonder at what point that happened in the timeline of, yeah. like, where in, where in, before, like, her pod got blasted off. Um, yeah, like, uh-huh. where, I, I wonder where that was. And I, I I kind of bet that, that we're gonna see some of that, or I'm hoping that we're gonna see some more of Becca in terms of uh, whichever the yeah. backdoor pilot is um, mid-season that we're maybe gonna see, maybe her getting them ready for the mission, because clearly she knows that, like, she's sending, not only is she, like, dealing with stuff sort of on her own science lab, but that people are being sent away. They they already know about these these planets that they're sending them to. Um, mm-hmm. and And I guess what, like, that means... Hold on. So that means that Cryo already existed at that point. Like, why would they not just... Well, whatever. Nothing makes any goddamn sense. Never yeah, mind. <laughs> Never mind. I'm just Like, not... I wouldn't try to parse it out. But yeah, I, I agree with cool. you in the, in the sense of, like, this is clearly a Becca who's still wearing her religious lab coat. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love that she's, like, a scientist of, like, tech and, like... Uh, anyway, she's always wearing a lab coat. It's like the <laughs> lab, lab... That's shape. how you know that she does science. <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess she needed a lab coat for the night blood experiments, and that's why... Well, she works in, like, biotech. So she works with code, but she also works with, the like, blood. surgery and, like stuffing yeah but i bet she washed her hands unlike dr abby (laughs) 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 yeah still mad about that by the way still yeah this is this is like a becca that is before she gets sent out before she goes to earth um and but after possibly the apocalypse or you know even before that because that's when she's doing the exploration this has to be before, yeah, I mean, they were doing these explorations um, way before for, there was any talk of apocalypse, yeah. Oh god, didn't season five tell us that? I feel like that was a while ago. <laughs> right, because like, Dioza is from that generation, and yeah. she knows nothing about any apocalypse. She thought everything yes. was fine back on Earth. <laughs> so she was, yeah, she was like the prisoners that are sent to um, Space Australia. Right. <laughs> Space Australia. Also, this makes me think now... So Alpha, uh, aka Sanctum, is apparently in the orbit of some uh, black hole, and it's uh, it's close enough to it to experience you know, time dilation, um, and so that that makes me think, and you know we know that like it definitely time goes faster uh, on like Beta where Octavia was than than on Sanctum or Alpha, but. Um, then that makes me think, what's time like relative to Earth? Because, like, is it possible that they, you know, they took 200, how much? 270 some years to get from the Earth to Sanctum? Um, that might, could that have been like a few minutes on Sanctum? Um, so like, basically, like, Sanctum people, they actually, Cause we, I always had this question of like this whole system of primes and all that 
Has this been surviving for like hundreds of years? How much time has it pa- has there been? You know, so maybe it hasn't been that long. So, um, so this gets into, and I can't remember. Have you seen Battlestar Galactica, Shaheen? I think we've talked about this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. this totally makes me wonder if we're gonna get like sort of a slight BSG ending to things. Where same, I was thinking, I was thinking that too. Yeah. So like, I wouldn't. I, I would not be surprised if somehow we end up like, yeah, if there is a gate on Earth and you and and the gate from, you know, Sanctum or or Bay or or, or Ring Planet or Bar- Brondo, Planet Brondo, if if when you take that back, if it jumps super far backwards or super far forwards in time on Earth, like can you mm-hmm. jump back to prevent Allie? Can you jump or can you jump so far forward that the planet finally has healed? You know what I mean? Um, right. Well, we definitely haven't heard anything about jumping back in time. Well, I'm just, I'm wondering if Bron, Bron I'm going to think it's Brondo forever now. I'm also <laughs> wondering if, if, if Brondo is the one, like, is that somehow going to be a future or past Earth? Or is, like, or I agree with you, oh, or they're I just going to go back to Earth somehow through um whatever gate they have and that's the whole point of brondo in the first place is maybe it's these we like to think it's like cadigan but for whatever reason never cadigan it's like an actual out that they have in the story and they never use it but what if what if the atoning for their sins like what if crazy bill cadigan is somehow still around or still involved anders yeah anders, anders yeah like because yeah, yeah. assuming like, becca knows about this everybody on that ship Whoever it was knows about this too. Oh my god! You know what would be really cool if they brought back um, that guy from Dark Matter? Uh, oh my gosh, I forget his name. Anyway, sorry, that was a real side. <laughs> um, yeah, maybe there. So Becca clearly knew about the portals, about the mm-hmm, the anom- yeah. anomalies. Well, the, but did she know about? She, she knew about the time differential, but did she necessarily know how you could? how you could travel between them like did she know about the anomalies themselves or just the fact that that planet is close to a black hole so it experiences time dilation right because i guess they landed on beta with a ship right they didn't portal there yeah right okay so yeah that makes sense so she didn't know about she just knew that okay Right. Yeah, I don't know if know. for sure. This is yeah, this is very much like BSG vibes. I was I was saying earlier I like the, definitely some sort of expanse vibes too because like mm-hmm. we're talking about the species, species line, like the yeah. species that they created were the portals. looking for a new home too. And then it's BSG cuz it's like, oh my, I think they're just going to make it humans as well. Right, cuz um, then in the, sorry for the spoilers of people who have sorry, not seen yeah, this bajillion year old show, like, but like we're we're led to we follow all of these super technologically advanced uh, you know, humans and cyborgs and then they find find earth which is this mis- mythical place sorry i'm spoiling bsg for you people but for fuck's sake just watch the show it's old. yeah it's um it's so old I, I don't count this but like then they finally find this promised land and they land and it's basically like very sort of primitive not prim i'm gonna go with primitive man um you know living still on the plains and you know hunting and gathering and stuff but they're from this super technologically advanced society so like is that is that time dilation? Like, because they left Earth. That's the whole premise: is that they left Earth somehow, and, and then, then are coming back, back to around, it. Yeah. yeah. So the whole species line, I think, might be a. It's either an expanse reference in 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 terms of like an actual alien species, 
or but also it's the, the final season so i kind of hope not because like you, you know one thing at a time guys what? yeah like make it make it be people <laughs> give us the battle star ending like i feel like you can't just introduce actual yeah. aliens well, because they keep- well that would require time travel though i think that was ruled out though right i mean is time wonkiness time yeah, travel they haven't really defined the <laughs> the rules per se <laughs> Which goes right. back to my question it's about- So far, it seems like everything, time always goes forward, um, but it, at different rates and, and different places. And so it's not time dilation the way that I thought before, because there are two types of time dilation to get a little wonky on the physics side. Yes, please. Uh, Make us sound smart <laughs> on our podcast so that people don't just hear there's- dickheads and salt. <laughs> so there's, uh, there's time dilation in special relativity which is based on your state of motion. So if you're going faster than someone else, then time uh, goes, uh, from that person's point of view, time goes slower for you. Um, and But then there's also time dilation in general relativity, which is based on gravity. So if you're in, a, in the presence of a strong uh, gravitational field, then time changes, time goes a little slower. Um, compared to places where the field is weaker. And that, this is actually, um, the, the effect is actually even observable with Earth. And that's why GPS devices, you have a, a general relativity circuit. Like they have, they have corrections, um, from general relativity, even though, you know, it's just Earth. It's not a black hole, but clocks on Earth versus clocks on the satellite that your GPS, uh, that tracks your GPS. It go have a little bit of time dilation compared to each other because of the Earth's gravitational field. So anyway, um, so it's that kind of time dilation. Plus, you can somehow instantly portal between them. Um, and yeah, so like you don't have to travel from one to the other. You can just land in the other one. So it's not quite time travel. Uh, and it's not just time dilation. It's like time dilation plus a wormhole type Fancy. thing where you can like tunnel, <laughs> tunnel through tunneling. Yeah. Time dilation plus so that's tunneling. the question. It's like, well, even though, although I don't know if, if somebody, you know, in, in that team would be able to tell this back to us <laughs> necessarily. <laughs> but what, but I think the, the question that is there is the rules of the, of the, stones that are that aren't right because like this is like when you were talking made me think of um interstellar the movie we're just spoiling everything but in interstellar (laughs) that that um the general relativity version of time dilation that's like a that's a very heavy part of the movie which is when they go to that planet and they know when they're going to that planet that um that you know that guy gets old in the spaceship while and while they're there for like three hours when something goes wrong and you just know it's going to. But at the same time, Matthew McConaughey is like peeking through space time to look at his little daughter when she's little. <laughs> right. Um, so I, I think like the 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 part of it where we have like the time going at different speeds and stuff, they, they've kind of described that. And that's, you know, Becca saying, oh, yeah, this is like because we're by the black hole and all that. But then the, the part mm-hmm. of the stones or the tunnels or whatever, they that is where they're they're having some room with like the fantasy element of it and where you land uh-huh. and when you land and like that code and everything. Mm-hmm. Like I think they're being intentionally vague so that they can do right. whatever they want with it kind of thing. Like it can be a plot right. device versus like um, actual science. Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say mythology. Yeah. I mean there's yeah. definitely 
Yeah, there's no actual science in any of this. I'm like doing my best to connect this. Out. But uh, I respect this... that. That's hard. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I mean certainly that nothing that they've said so far contradicts the idea that you can also land somewhere in the past. But it, I am a little confused in terms of um, where exactly the portals go because I mean you know there's that line in the. Uh, um, trailer, which, you know, for all we know is misleading or is like edited or whatever. Uh, it sounds like Raven is saying that the, the, the anomaly leads everywhere. Um, right. But based on what Hope is saying, it actually sounds pretty limited. It sounds like it's actually, for the most part, a one way, uh, gate. Like you have to daisy uh, chain your way yeah. to get somewhere. Right. It's like, it's like Bitcoin or something. You know, you have to like tumble it to a bunch of different. <laughs> so that was my confusion about the anomaly stone that's like under the water where they come from Sanctum. That no longer right. connects to Sanctum. That one's just If you dead. go in there again, you end up, yeah, you end up in Bardo. Bardo. But so, you, so you, you have to somehow have a way of tunneling from Bardo to Sanctum. Yeah. And Bardo to, Bardo to Beta is the one in the basement, conveniently. Right. So it could... Bardo, sorry, Bardo to Beta is the one in the basement? Right, because that's how... Or Beta to Bardo is... Wait, well, how do they send the the prisoners? Well, I thought that what was in the basement, that activated what was in the lake. So, like, what you had to do is instead of swim down the lake, you had to put those letters in, and then the, the anomaly would come up for you, um, and then you could just jump oh, in. Oh, I did not get that. <laughs> I thought there were two stones and I was like why are there two stones in the same place I guess one is an in like one is a push and one is a pull door there's always an anomaly and there's a there's a stone that controls it like a like a button oh, and so the uh, one on yeah the that's sanctum is the one in the cave and then the anomaly is just like right. in the forest oh, right God. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah we're and so be- that's why the anomaly expands and contracts is if you put in the code then it expands so that you can get to it easily i guess i don't know and then it i was a little confused because sometimes it seems like the, the anomaly sticks around even after you you portal through but then there are other times when it kind of just uh shrinks to nothing um, We're gonna need some more team exposition on this. I know, right? Yeah. And they're cool. Well, that guy that broke the iPad, so now never be explained. Yeah. Once, not once, to me, whatever. Like, why not fucking kill that crazy guy? Right. Like, actually, <laughs> like I, I know that that's terrible, kind of. But you know, I mean, it's really pityful. Yeah, well, like, I like that we brush past situation. the fact that he has a working digital tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> right. That we're just like, oh, whatever. I know, right? It's like Echo is like, oh. There is yeah. a thing on his exactly. arm. Echo from, like, the sword fighting, like, you know, society of non-tech people is, like, is all of a sudden is, like, solving tech issues <laughs> all over the place. And it's just so cool. About though yeah. though at the same time, I love, I love when Echo tries to be almost us, like the audience, and, like, try to, like, synthesize whatever somebody's saying. And right. they're like, uh, no. That's actually, no. Like, I think she tried to be like, oh, so it's, like, blah, blah, blah. And Gabriel was like. No. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Good times. Yeah. Gabriel, yeah, it's, it's like very difficult to work off of those two, which is, I think, what is creating the comedy. <laughs> because they are like in different stories <laughs> and somehow are like just having 
to interact with each other and just have nothing, nothing in common whatsoever, other than, like, vaguely mentioning Bellamy occasionally. Like, no one has anything in common, and they're just, like, all barely tolerating each other. I mean, I feel like in reality, anyone with this sort of story would just have, like, severe anxiety and depression and just, like, I don't know, lose their mind, because, like, if you grew up where Echo grew up and that life and all of that, and now look where she is now. Like it's 300 years later and she's not, she's in a different planet that's like going way faster. So like every second is a month or whatever. It's so like, how is she not going crazy? She's and like there's like, like digital tattoos that change. <laughs> yeah. She's, she's basically being like, I mean, in her whole thing, like, oh, I'm going to murder people. Like she's kind of like back to the. Base, back to basics of like what do i know how to do i know how to kill those who needs killing to be yeah yeah there's invisible people yeah. now and let's fucking kill them just, so who cares if yeah, there's a big right. tattoo on a guy does he need killing because because that goes right now yeah is if it moves kill it yeah. that's pretty much that's their, yeah, yeah. He's, he's <laughs> that's my feel about spiders too but she's gonna kill somebody very soon like you can see you can see the like I have not killed people in enough time. <laughs> <laughs> she needs her fix. Yeah, she needs to kill yeah. people on every planet. That it's kind of like a punch card, you know. Yeah, well, like, <laughs> every planet, that's right. They're they're going to different planets. Echo like, was here with their blood. She's got her own like Pokemon game, or like those people who collect shot glasses. Um, well, you just have Gabriel here, just like literally not listening to either of them, and is basically like in his own world of his own like. I'm gonna look at this computer. Oh my god, yeah, Becca, she was so hot. Like, <laughs> it's just like, remember when Josephine died? Oh, you guys yeah. were there? Sorry, it was a thing. <laughs> like, I kind of feel like Gabriel kind of like zips up as soon as Echo comes in. Like, she's just staring at Becca. Um, maybe. <laughs> oh, it's a masturbation doing... joke. <laughs> oh, anyway, um, I mean to be fair, you, yes, you Becca. Are. Let's let, get it. Becca can get it. Um, I would like to. State. I would like to broach the the point, and maybe this is a well actually, but like, so they make like iPad cases and rugged laptops and shit where like it's to military spec where like it can like fall out of a fucking Humvee and be fine. Like, how the fuck mm-hmm. is is it the future? And he has this like clearly very like aged piece of tech that's been working you know for a long time made it through the anomaly whatever (laughs) battery still works and yet some crazy hobo drops it on like a dirt floor and lo it cracks and breaks like that's mm, (laughs) that's a little far-fetched did it make it through the anomaly or he found it there i think he brought it he pulled it out of his knapsack i don't know how his knapsack made it out and why then what's her name hope had to like bury but yeah i mean speak because also like that speaking of also echo killing people because like, echo commented that her, she lost her gun going through the anomaly um so and there was also the thing where hope said if you want to bring something with you you, you have to hide it deep in Did your he hide flesh it in his butt like i swear that he <laughs> per our previous conversation but no he totally came out of the water with, with his backpack didn't yeah. he yeah he did he did he's had the mind drive since the beginning. Hmm. Okay. Well, it's waterproof, but if you throw it on the <laughs> ground, it shatters into pieces. I, and I won't take credit for this at all. Like one of the, I don't know which reviewer it was, but one of the reviewers, somebody, somebody tweeted or said or whatever, it's like, oh, should have bought an Otter Box. <laughs> I'm just saying, like it must have been <laughs> Yeah. 
Get a frame, dude. Yeah. This is like 20 bucks. Honestly. Saturn was so extra. <laughs> right, like an iPad wouldn't even, like, the, wouldn't no, that. no, yeah. no. That was that was pure plot force oh, so that Gabriel God. would put the chip in his head and then we say goodbye to Gabriel. Yeah, or, I mean, they also keep foreshadowing that, like, there are only time, time jumps only exist in five to six year chunks in this show. <laughs> so... <laughs> So there's, yeah, there's time, well, I, oh, or I guess Hope, we don't know what happened to her from age 8 to 23 yet, or 20 or whatever yet, um, but yeah, but there's, like, there's definitely, like, the time jump foreshadowing, and there's, like, murder foreshadowing, and mind drive. <laughs> foreshadowing, <laughs> foreshadowing. Foreshadowing, yeah. So um, we don't know which route they'll take, because they usually just, like, pick one, and it's, like, <laughs> I guess we're going to find out. So I have a question. Okay. I was gonna. I was gonna see if we wanted to say anything else about this this storyline, but you clearly yeah. have a question. Well, I have a somewhat meaty f- philosophy. Oh God. Okay. Slash psychology thing, but I want to ask first. So if, if so, based on what happened, uh, it seems like like if you say Octavia got in the anomaly roughly three seconds after Dioza, uh, and it was three three months later when she got to Beta. So that means uh, roughly every second is like a month on beta. Every second on Sanctum is a month on beta. Mm-hmm. Right. So by my calculation, <laughs> um, <laughs> that means that it must, if, if Hope stayed on Sanctum for one day, let's say 24 hours, then it must have been 7,200 years later on And that beta. shack would not yeah. be standing. Nope. Yeah, nothing would be the way it was but we, before. Presumably, Bardo yeah. people keep Bardo prisoners keep being sent there. Uh huh. Right. So, like, they keep they they have like upkeep. They have maintenance that so Bardo must portal to go beta faster sometimes than san- faster than Sanctum, but slower than Beta. Correct. Well, we know that Beta goes faster than both mm-hmm. Sanctum and Bardo. We don't know what exactly the relative. Different time differentials between Sanctum and Bardo. That's what I was saying before. I mean, uh, but a second, as far as was I'm it really just a second? Three seconds for Octavia? Well, she just goes, Dio's a no, and then she chases her down. I <laughs> guess so. Yeah. It was only a few seconds. But yeah, but 7,200 years, I feel like that's that, that to me seems fucking excessive. Um, mm-hmm. And even with regular upkeep, there's absolutely no way... That that house would still be... And the reason I I guessed that Bardo goes slower than Sanctum is because 7,200 years. Again, it's like, are we assuming that it's the exact same society punishing people the exact same way for 72... Or no, sorry, that Bardo goes faster. Wait, wait. Because it can't have only been been a day on Bardo. You know, the way that it was on Sanctum. It has to have been like at least 50 years or something. Because people are getting sent there, like, regularly, and there's so many corpses and everything. So a day, ca- only a day uh-huh. cannot have passed on Bardo in the same way that it has on Sanctum. Uh-huh. Um, Unless I see. Unless they keep sending I mean, people so. in, like, every other second and putting them there for 10 years. <laughs> <laughs> Which is maybe only a few seconds. So it's like, it's. have you seen that Black Mirror episode right. where they play a game and it's like they die and stuff and it's only been, like, two seconds, but they died in real life in two seconds? I described uh-huh. that episode very yeah. poorly, but <laughs> but it reminded me of that. 
Yeah, no, it could be. I mean, I was thinking about the benefits of having this relative time dilation. Like, if you had, there are benefits both ways. So I was thinking if you had, instead of this, this stupid system that they have where like they send you on this, uh, abandoned planet, um, to like punish you, if they had like two societies on both planets, like on two, let's, let's say Beta and Bardo or Beta and Sanctum, and these civilizations cooperated, that could have been awesome. Like, um, you know, cause you can send, if you need some sort of technology, like we need something for climate change now, if we could have some sort of technology now that would solve it, it would be awesome. Um, but we don't have a lot of time. We could send someone to beta and be like, okay, you go to your research. You can even have multiple generations of scientists doing research. Uh, and then, but here it's been like, you know, a weekend. Or, or a week or something and, and you and then we can you can report back and we'll use those results on the other hand you use the advanced technology and, and knowledge and the uh, slow time on the other planet let's say on Bardo um, to maintain continuity on beta like to maintain civilization there make sure people survive and peace is kept and everything and use the wisdom of all those centuries that have passed that for you has been like a few days um use that to like keep them on track so you could like have both you could have benefits both ways um it's a useful thing so maybe if bardo is in between sanctum and and uh what's it called uh beta in terms of time differential like it goes uh slower than beta but faster than sanctum then, um, yeah, they could maybe that that could be their base of operations because you can use both, you know, both both use it in both directions. That makes sense. See, I really like that idea, but then I think of it logistically, and you just picture like a hundred people going through the anomaly with tiny co- computer parts, like in their <laughs> <laughs> so that they can build a computer once they get to beta. <laughs> and a lot. I mean, really, technically, you just need to send the papers, like throw the there papers in there. <laughs> <laughs> papers along with us. She even had to put a note in her arm, though, didn't she? Like, how are their clothes coming yeah. by? Like, I don't know how the anomaly knows that, like, only... Yeah, how did the bottle yeah. make it to the other side? Yeah, it seems to be kind of really inconsistent about what goes through mm-hmm. and what doesn't. It's just the, the rules yeah. are plot-based. <laughs> yes, yeah, or, like, maybe nobody knows the rules, yeah. so, like, yeah. it's iffy. Maybe it's, like, TSA, like, the... the, <laughs> the Disciples like take some of it away. They're like, "Sorry, you, know, you can't take the weapon or whatever." <laughs> like, this tablet is okay. This is <laughs> it's in the code. <laughs> carry on. This bag is carry on. And and the water bot then the and the bottle didn't have any liquids in it, so it got to go through. Right. So that's okay. <laughs> Did we ever answer yeah. the question of like why the her face code tattoos go away? Wait, did they? I don't know. She Fuck, I didn't even pay that much attention. Anymore. She had tattoos on her forehead. Yeah, did the she still have them? Oh. Yeah, I thought so. Yeah. Okay. Oops. Fuck, I don't know. Uh, um, yeah, I don't know anymore. <laughs> that, do we... that, like, her whole look is wild. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Considering the two people that raised her. Speaking of the tattoos, so, um, I guess we can talk about this when we get to, to Octavia. This is more about Octavia. But, um, because she had tattoos on her back. But uh, can I get to the, the philosophy slash psychology? Oh, God, we haven't even gotten oh, yeah. there. Oh, my God. I, <laughs> I forgot 
Fuck. <laughs> yeah, let's do that. Maybe then, I mean, then we can move on to Diotavia after you're done blowing our minds. Right. Yeah. So here's the thing. Um, maybe this will be quick. So it's interesting how Beka says the chip will now record your memories. And then when Gabriel puts the chip in the tablet thing and says this is going to retrieve the memories, we see literally like a video recording of what presumably would have been seen from that person's eyes, right? Um, but that's not at all how memory works. Uh, memory <laughs> is not a video camera. Uh, this is a well-known and hard-learned fact in neuroscience that memory, whatever it is, I mean, we have limited knowledge of what memory is and how it works, but whatever it is, it's not a, it's not a video camera. Uh, and there are many ways to, to show this. It, it basically, like, the way to, to summarize it is that you remember things conceptually, not based on what's, so, like, there are th- tons of things in your visual field that you're technically seeing in the sense that there's light going through your eyes, making it to your brain, but, it's not being recorded. You're not going to remember that it was there um, because it was never recorded um, because it wasn't part of the conceptual framework that you were using to see things. And this is why when you learn a new concept, you keep seeing it everywhere, right? Like you, you realize, oh, this thing has always been there. I never realized this was a thing, right? Like someone tells you, did you know these, like, I don't know, like shopping carts or whatever. Did you know they have like a little latch and you're like, oh, shit, how did I never see the latch all these years? Because, like, you never thought <laughs> that it had it. Um, so, you know, kind of like that gorilla in, the, in that little clip where, like, there's a gorilla in the back and you, you don't, don't see, see it? it. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah, there's, like, people throwing around a ball um, and you don't see it the first time. And then they tell you, did you notice there was a, there was a gorilla in the back? And then the second time, and after that, you're like, how did I not see that? Uh, like this is it's right there how could i possibly not see it um so anyway those are all just examples to say um the memory is not like a video camera that you remember things based on the concepts that you're using to categorize what you're seeing um, well so here's a question and yeah so so yes agreed on that point but what if I mean, A, the show probably is not that deep. But second of all, like, what if what Becca actually meant, like, with her version of the chip, not the one that, that Gabriel and and Russell hacked together to actually store the human consciousness, but, like, what if the chip, as as it existed for Becca, simply just recorded whatever, like, the optic nerve processed? So it actually did uh-huh. just record as right. a video camera. Like, all it did was record, ver- you know, like, right. audio and visual sensory input. I could, I could see that being a thing. Uh-huh. It's just a teeny tiny GoPro. Right. Yeah, like a teeny tiny GoPro in the back of your head. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... Yeah, so it would have to run parallel to the brain, like, because the brain will process yeah. it conceptually based on the concept. But the this chip will take the visual, the this input, you know, the um, just the electric input from your eyes and construct an image... Oh, what's there? Because the memory that we saw isn't like it really wasn't processed in any way or what it like it literally just was like a GoPro. <laughs> like you know what right. I mean? Like I don't yeah, I but I, I agree with Joe in that I, I don't think they thought about that at all. So <laughs> that's probably <laughs> I mean it also makes yeah. yeah. 
It also makes me think about what Allie meant when, you know, in her chip, when she said that it removes your bad memories. Like, what exactly did... When we talked about this back then, too, because, like, memory is... Another reason why memory is not a video camera is that it's confabulated, meaning every time you recall a memory, um, you change it a little bit. Um, you you re- revisit it and, you know, uh, you add some things, you remove some things. You rewrite it in light of your current mental state. And um, so what exactly does the, the chip remove? What is the memory in, in Bika's technology? Anyway, that's that was my thing about. So TLDR, schmiance. Schmiance. Yeah. No, I mean it raises a lot of good, interesting, and deep questions about memory and what memory. Which will probably not get answered by this show. Right. Yeah. Um, Are you guys ready to take a quick little break before we come back and talk about Diotavia? Yeah. Cool. (laughs) All right. All right. Let's talk about Octavia, Dioza, and Lil Hope. Um, we all agreed, I think, that this was probably the stronger half of the story episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I that's, agree. That's, yep. a fair, that's a fair uh, assessment. And so I guess a TLDR is Octavia comes out um, of the anomaly and runs towards a screaming house, because that's what you do when somebody's screaming bloody murder in a house. You run towards it. And then finds uh, Dioza giving birth. We have a moment of figuring out, holy fuck, a second on Sanctum is a month on Ring Planet. And Dioza has the baby and then passes out. And then Octavia has, you know, big callbacks to her time with Bellamy as a baby. And then uh, they kind of... I love that. That was really... It was nice. nice. It was nice, it was nice that time and then it got a little bit heavier handed in my opinion as it went on. Yeah, they, they, they banged you over the head with it a little They're bit. They're like <laughs> parallels, parallels. But anyway, so then uh, Octavia spends the next three years or so trying to get back into the anomaly. Um, Dioza's like, you're an idiot, don't do that, stay here. Um, and with with some like really interesting sort of, you know, not just like I want you here, but also, like, I'm going to die first, and if you stay here, my child will be Mm -hmm. alone for less time. So, like, that was kind of interesting. Um, They find a body, Octavia wants to, like, take the suit and go down, and Dio's, like, you know, destroys that hope. Get it? And then, uh, that was a joke, nobody cared. Um, And then... What happens? Uh, Octavia kind of settles down, and then she throws a bottle into the anomaly, and then Paradise is destroyed with all the Bardo dudes coming. Um, and then Hope ends up alone. So, let's talk <laughs> about it. I I agree this was the stronger part. Um, it has to do with a lot of factors. Uh, Break it includes, down. Well... I mean, it includes the writing and the and the acting and everything. Uh, I want to definitely give a shout out to the writing. I mean, the dialogues are pretty. I mean, whoever writes Dioza, because uh, I think they probably have like different writers for different characters and writers who specialize in certain characters. Um, whoever writes Dioza does a really great job. Um, she remains, you know, um, sassy and effective and. Wisdomous, not a word. Um, and yeah, so I think uh, I like that. And and then yeah, of course the acting is great. Like the scene where 
um, Dioza is giving birth, I just really loved her acting in that scene. That was really good. The, after she passed out or before she passed out? Before she passed out. <laughs> As people do, apparently, <laughs> in this that, show. I have a whole well, actually, about the birth scene. <laughs> um, I, I want to ask you guys, like... Well, okay, so first of all, I would like to, to give a little shout out to uh, Capital Chick, guest and friend of the pod. Uh, we were talking about this episode, and she was like, you know, the the choice to put Dioza and Octavia into a garden when in season five they were they burned down the earth over a garden, essentially, and now they're these two, you know, enemies, huge enemies, are living together and like raising a child there. Like, um, you know, say what you will about the elimination of Octavian Hope's freedom and agency to be able to, like, leave. That's a whole separate thing, which I'm actually going to ask about in a sec. But, um, nice, nice little, like, multi-season sort of arc for those two. Um, I wouldn't say full circle is the right word for it, but, like, it was, it was, it was a nice choice. Yeah, that that duo continues to work. I do also like that it sort of gave them a break. Like, yes, we didn't get that much into Dioza. I mean, we only met her in season five. But but again, that a lot of that has to do with the actress being able to probably read the phone book and, um, you know, just act the heck out of it. Yeah. Um. So, so, yeah, I think like, but it was nice to see them both get a break, too, because you just felt like they probably... Could you could have used it the most? I mean, let's not talk about Clark and Bellamy or whatever. But like, <laughs> Fine, they process their oh god, yeah. But um, but yeah, it was it was nice to actually like slow down, and I think that's why I liked this side of the story better too. Yeah, I mean, there there are some interesting things re like, um, Octavia not necessarily being an equal, and that's yeah, and kind of being in the same group as Hope for Dioza, and 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 why Dioza did the things that she did and all that. But like the fact that I was thinking about those, I think spoke better for this story than than it did for kind of the the first half the what we talked about in the first half. So, um, yeah, it was it was actually just nice for this story to get slowed down because I think both characters benefited from that aspect. Even even though oddly we were actually were actually moving a lot faster in their in story. their storyline, right? But yeah. yeah, the story yeah. itself, we just saw sort of vignettes of like this slow yeah. life that yeah. they were leading. And I almost wished like my only like the thing that I would have wanted coming out of it more and again I talked about it in the first half was that we could have seen the story progress more through this storyline than through the other one because I think that it, that it that it could have been a lot more organic and I think it was important maybe for us to see more of their family life because we are we're going to like we're about to talk about these questions of like what about their lack of agency and what did Dioza actually want and how was their family structure and all of that did they bang or not like <laughs> there were <laughs> there were questions, questions yeah <laughs> there were questions that I think uh, more were more valuable um that could have been answered by expanding this storyline to maybe even just like two more scenes of like mm-hmm. They're just family life and not just Octavia constantly trying to leave. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so yeah, I, I also thought this, I agree, this is the stronger part of the episode than that. And honestly, part. some of the strongest work, I would say, of this show since season five, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's interesting for me to, for, for me personally to say that just because I, I've mentioned this on the pod. I've never been, up until season five, I was never, Octavia was never really on my radar as like a favorite character. Um, mm-hmm. And yet, you know, season five, and she really wasn't in that much of season six, um, except for her work with with uh, 
Dioza, mm-hmm. and then you know this this episode right here, like really good. Like holy fuck! Like Octavia, yeah. like talk about a fucking journey. She she might end up having the best arc of all the characters on this. She, show. I think she does. I I honestly think that the writers still care about her in a way that they maybe don't about any of the other characters. I think I think that always comes across, and I think season six. The season that shall not be named for me, <laughs> honestly. Um, but I think, um, I think that that was clear in one of its weaknesses was the lack of Octavia. Um, and, and like having a storyline. Like, I'm glad that, I'm, you know, I'm glad they focused on other characters, but as the storyline got more wonky, I think you need the stronger actors to, to weigh them, de- like, you know, to, to give them any kind of gravity. Um, and that constantly frustrates me with this show is like they should, you know, the like Eliza Taylor, like Bob Morley, that Marie, and like the, these people are extremely strong actors, and like the show only benefits when you actually give them stuff to do. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, and that's clear in in this. Like, it's like okay, she's she's back and and you know has stuff to do that that she can act because like yeah, she 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 does the most even with like random lines. She, yeah, and it's, it's surprising, and, like, you know, even though we kind of, like, mostly got some somewhat boring scenes from them, like, in terms of, like, you know, Octavia isn't stabbing people. She's really good at stabbing people, but she didn't <laughs> stab anyone. Um, you know, but we, we yeah. got to see that, you know, she, and I agree that, you know, a couple more scenes could have, like, helped flesh it out a little bit more, but, yeah. but we buy her, not redemption, but her sort of, as she said, she's made peace with herself, you know, like, we yeah. buy that that transition oh my gosh remember remember the last time octavia tried to be a farmer and that she, and she murdered killed a like bunch of people in the farm <laughs> what's his name would be so proud what was his name fuck i mm. yeah well, the guy that Ilian. died her her Cave, boyfriend Cave of the week alien that's right oh my god <laughs> yeah he would be so proud but yeah so it's, proud. it's just a funny combination of like i i immediately thought of that it was like remember she tried to use like like a shovel or whatever for like <laughs> half she, she a second with a hoe. Um, but but I would like to to sort of get into like the little sort of I guess more philosophical is that the right word for it, Shaheen? In terms of what it means for Dioza to first of all discourage Octavia from trying to get out of Sanctum, and then finally take away her only path to do that. Now, whether or not it would have worked is you know a separate issue, but. It might have worked. The suit might have been a way for her to, like, get out. And it's, you know, it's already established that, you know, if she leaves, even if she comes back in five minutes, you know, years will have passed. Um, If she comes back in 30 minutes, like, Dioza and Hope are dead Mm -hmm. by that point, presuming that they don't, you know, wind up in Bardo or whatever, you know. Whatever, Mm -hmm. if Octavia leaves, she is leaving them forever. Mm -hmm. And... Obviously, Dioza cares probably about herself. Like, she doesn't want mm-hmm. to be alone, but she she's clearly thinking about Hope's future um, and what it means for her daughter to have the least amount of time being alone there. Um, what do you guys think about her fucking up Octavia's plans? And what does it mean for Octavia to still sort of stay there and clearly kind of not resent her? Or at least she doesn't take it out on Hope at all. And... Clearly, she sort of gets over her resentment of Dioza eventually as well. So, personally, I think it would have been 
better if we had, or I think it would have landed better if we had seen some of that relationship between Dioza and Octavia. And maybe this, there was a reason that they only made it kind of centered through hope and hope is the, you know, the thing that connects them. Um, but I think last season or whatever, like, you know, Dioza and Octavia were ripe for like having this interesting relationship and, and it's such good band connecting. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, I think if we had seen that Dioza was also making this decision for herself, um, that would have, I, that would have had a little bit more impact for me than, than the way it did, which, which it kind of came across feeling very like, oh, I don't want hope to be alone. And, um, you know, you're being selfish and all, which may, you know, Octavia, she wanted to go back to her family and, and, but it, it kind of came across as Dioza didn't see her as like an equal to her ever. Um, and, and, at the same time was like, she almost was like, Oh, I'm responsible for you as well. And I also don't want hope to be able, like, I, you know, I, I didn't come across as, as they were equals in, in the way that I think previous seasons kind of said that they were. Hmm. Do you think that they wound up as equals? Like once Dioza made it so that they, so that Octavia had no choice. I, I didn't understand why Octavia didn't resent her. So I, um, I thought that Octavia, I mean, it's, did she ever really want to go? I mean, it seems like, um, one, I mean, one way to see it is that she really di- didn't really want to go, but she couldn't live with herself knowing that there was, there was a way to go and she didn't try. So by destroying the helmet, Dioza actually did Octavia a favor because now she can, um... She can settle down and not feel guilty because... Right. There's nothing she yeah. tried, yeah. Um, and, 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 you know, what, the arguments that, uh, Dioza was making were pretty good arguments in terms of, like, this mission is pointless and most likely a suicide mission. You're most likely gonna die. Um, you know, she gave some pretty good arguments and, Octavia had nothing in response other than just like passion and emotion. So they, it, it made sense. Like, uh, you know, if you know someone is going to get themselves killed, you know, you kind of intervene. Uh, sometimes we do take, take away people's agency if we think they've gone insane, you know? So, um, you know, when someone's jumping off a, a bridge and you stop them, you do take away their agency, but that's pro- that's because you think it doesn't count what they think at this moment. They're not thinking clearly, um, right? So I saw it as a sort of that sort of thing. I did like that this part of the storyline kind of made Octavia grow up, even though she should have you know grown up over many seasons now. But <laughs> but I do I do think like her writing the letter was supposed to signify like that she's growing up and, and her, you know, being taking care of hope and all. And, and it's, it's, you know, um, cough, cough at a certain interview. It's not motherhood, what Octavia's doing. She's trying to leave constantly. <laughs> um, but, but I think they, it did show like when she does stop, it was partly Octavia growing up as well and, and stopping that kind of like these childish notions. Um, and we do, we have to remember also that she doesn't know that Bellamy is in dan- in any kind of danger. So she, for her, she's just like, her reasoning of that she just wants him to know that she understands 
what he went through. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was nice of the show to acknowledge that because it it often it is often demonized um, since season one, even, but more recently, um, what what Bellamy had to go through. So in a way, I'm like, yes, it was heavy handed. You know what you're saying? That like the, the parallel, it wasn't parallels. It was basically repetition. Yeah. <laughs> um, but at the same time, I'm like, there's already this huge gaping hole in the show that Bellamy isn't there. And that is really throwing off the balance, in my opinion, of the whole show. But also, like, it really needed to be said. Um, and, and again, Octavia should have learned this by now. But really, it's 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 nice to finally canon have this like, oh, I understand what you did for me. Those were all like sacrifices for me and not bad stuff or whatever stuff that you were doing just at the time. So I I think like that it really showed Octavia growing up emotionally. And I think, I think this is something, and this is something that like we, we talked about a lot, or at least that I railed against um, about season five and sort of the adults in the room failing her in season five. Absolutely. Blaming her for the monster that she became, Mm -hmm. you know, the Red Queen fully falls on Kane and Abby, Abby. And to a certain degree, Indra, yeah. for creating that and then blaming Octavia for, for that. And so, you know, whether, never mind the fact that, you know, obviously Octavia and, and Dioza had a romantic uh, interludes eventually <laughs> on their on their island of paradise. But like, you know, that Dioza, she didn't, she was very, she wasn't calculating, she wasn't, like, manipulative in, in the way, I mean, at one point, uh, Octavia's like, you know, guilt, you haven't thrown guilt at me, you know, and so, you know, Dioza didn't try to manipulate her, for the most part, um, until finally she was just like, fuck it, I'm just gonna make it so that you can't leave, and so it was very cut and dry, and then she kind of stepped away and was like, all right, now you have the space to, to grow and heal and, you know, become a fucking person after all of this, like, bullshit manipulation that everyone has sort of put on you even starting from really season four when she was sky ripper you know like putting all of this pressure on hopes and dreams you know on to octavia which you know for some like weirdo kid living under the stairs like that's probably (laughs) kind of a lot Um, homeschooled homeschooled weirdo Um, but but i do want to like talk about that moment though of of that sort of conflict the big conflict that they had, uh, and you called it out too, Shaheen, the moment with Octavia and Dioza, um, mm-hmm. you know, your brother left you to die. Why are you so eager to get back to him? And like, you know, Dioza saying like, why aren't we enough? And mm-hmm. it doesn't, yeah, it does. It's not that Octavia really wants to get back to Bellamy. She just kind of wants to unburden herself. Yeah. And does she need to go back mm-hmm. in order to be able to do that? Like, or can she, you know, it, it's like it's like saying you're sorry to someone just to make yourself feel better. Like that doesn't actually do anything. That doesn't do anything to like repair the relationship. It's just to make you feel better. And I think Dioza kind of understood that and was like that won't that won't move you forward. It'll still keep you in that space versus mm-hmm. stepping away from it and just being a person. That was a really interesting point of like how the adults failed her in season five versus like Dioza seeing her for who who she is. And, and I think a lot of it is also Dioza seeing herself for who she is, which really also helps her be a more whole character. And I think that's also why people um, relate to Indra positively is because Indra and Dioza are not people that 
bullshit themselves about who they are. You know, they're mm-hmm. very clear on like, here's a bunch of stuff that I did. And I'm, you know, I'm, a, I'm as shady as you are. <laughs> and, like, <laughs> and like, you know, I'm not on some high horse or whatever. And I think that having her as the as the mentor figure for Octavia also really like also was a good choice or also really helps. Because yeah, I, I agree, like Kane and Abby and, and even before, like, you know, all, all the other people, but like, especially those two in season five, like they are very much like, um, manipulative in a way that, you know, this is not for no, no one is looking out for Octavia's best, really. And like, Octavia finally sees that, like, at this point, like it is Dioza now, and it has always been Bellamy kind of, you know, like, it's not, it's not, um, like, I think they clarifies things for Octavia in a way that she w- always had like all this anger and stuff. So she couldn't really relate to and yeah so having having Dioza who's like this is who I am (laughs) and I think it helps Octavia get there too but yeah but I I don't think they like there is there is this like non-equality there like Dioza is the mentor um and and I think that that is something I don't know if that was a choice or what but like I don't know that that really also throws off some of her some of the reasons behind her decision making for like not letting Octavia go and 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 you know wanting her to take care of hope and all that to your point i uh i really like that scene where there was like a hint uh of things where um hope was learning how to make fire and um she was i guess uh, you know struggling a little bit and octavia kind of reached in to to try to help her but dioza stopped her uh, Dioza stopped Octavia and was like, let her figure it out herself. Um, so I like how there was no dialogue, but it was just like, you know, we saw that. Um, I, I really like that because like it just shows exactly what you said, which is Dioza is a hands off, um, parent or teacher. You know, she, she's just kind of like, you know, here's some tough love. Now go figure it out. But type it's of still person. Loving. Like it's, she's in no way cruel. No, no. She's yeah, no, a, I mean, hands off is not a bad thing. That's what I was saying is like, Kane and Abby were kind of like stifling parents who totally messed up the child. With bad <laughs> and, ideas too. And, like they and, were and stifling now, oh my God, yeah. Do not get me started. Oh, I hated <laughs> all of that so hard. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, and then Dioza is like, okay, go chill out. You know, think about it yourself. And, yeah, so, yeah, I like it. I also, I I also felt something, I felt something when they called it Earth Skills, which I thought was, uh, was really Uh funny, um, considering (laughs) where we are now and where the show has gone since, (laughs) since we began. Um, but, um, but yeah, it was really funny because all, all, also all the forests are the same. So, you know, we don't need to call it Earth Skills anymore. (laughs) 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 You could call it Beta Skills, but it was still very sweet, Uh, that callback. Um, but that the Earth Skill was sewing was, was odd. So, um, I, yeah. No, go ahead. No, I was just going to say I can, like, sn- sneak in one of my, well, actually, is here because yeah. I have too many. Um, so, like, speaking of Earth skills, um, it, I still, I, it still bothers me the flora and fauna <laughs> on these planets. <laughs> I mean, so first of all, there's no fauna, right? Like, there are no fucking nope. animals. Um, and so it's just a bunch of, the jellyfish, yeah, yeah, only jellyfish. Trees and jellyfish. <laughs> um, 
Which is and weird then, like, because in time dilation, you would think that there would be like a, a, a plethora of Yeah, like the evolution would have really progressed from so much time to evolve. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's, that's exactly my point. And it's, it's like, like macro evolution. vegetation, too. Like, you need big animals for that type of vegetation. <laughs> like, yeah. do you not? I don't know. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, I mean, I don't know the, the precise the biology, biology of it, yeah. but I, I do know that, like, if you, uh, if you, like, turn back the clock on evolution and then rerun it again, like, let it run again and evolve naturally, it's not going to end up in the same place. It always um, ends up in Vancouver, Shaheen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. If, if given apparently. long enough, every forest will turn into Vancouver. Also, like, on was one of the planet. jokes about the jellyfish, was she going to make, like, was she going to make jellyfish etouffee? <laughs> Is that what she says at one point? I think so. Yes. <laughs> which, which, yeah, again, implies that there's, like, other, you know, like, like, are they growing flour? <laughs> I don't Or, like, wheat? <laughs> I, or yeah. Maybe like yeah, and like tomatoes and like why <laughs> why are they tomatoes on, on beta? Oh gosh. I mean I guess how did all this settlers? stuff evolve? Like Yeah. The but yeah. imagine you come out of the anomaly underwater and then it are immediately zapped by a jellyfish. <laughs> 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 that that would be just like just hilarious. That's it, that's how the we Octavia dies. She just yeah. comes out. <laughs> Um, I'm like looking through our notes to try and see like what else sort of you know. Did you guys want to talk about the 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 note that Octavia wrote to Bellamy, or did we like? My question was: Did somebody from Bardo find? So it went to Bardo right through the anomaly at some point, is what we're saying. And then they found it, and somebody brought it back and buried it. If it was closed. How I have no idea what happened with that bottle, (laughs) or maybe the anomaly is just very small opening yeah. that people can't get through until somebody actually opens it. So maybe the bottle like went through it. Bottles can go through. Oof. Oof. That's. Uh, mm. <laughs> I, I, I have questions. Yeah. I have questions. Yeah. Just like um, that, it, that it came back and was all, was buried in the yard again. Well, and then also the other, the guy knowing hope was also the other question. The crazy guy calling his doll hope. What? <laughs> yeah. Which makes me think that like hope had a big part on Bardo. Bardo. Like, and maybe that she is some sort of, like, revolutionary leader Mm -hmm. there. And so, like, maybe he knew of her on Bardo. Um, And maybe that's why he got banished, was to sort of reconfigure his brain to be more subservient to... Fuck, was it? uh, Anders. Anders? Anders? Mm. (laughs) Anders? Anders? Yeah. I mean, um... Like, we I know mean, Octavia is, uh, escapes from there at some point, right? Yeah. No. Like, she obviously leaves, maybe with Dev, I guess. I, I really have no idea. But, like, if he... Well, made- that's what... I- Go ahead. So, there's there's this Dave, uh, Dev character, right? So, uh, Octavia... Um, what's her name? Hope said that uh, he taught him... He taught her, like, fighting and stuff. And uh, that person was there, apparently... After Hope left and, um, Crazy Dude arrived, I guess, I don't know if Dev was still alive when Crazy Dude arrived or what, but, um, that, his corpse was there, for sure. Dev's corpse was there. Um, so maybe Dev told him about Hope. Oh, so potentially he was the person that, oh no, he was the person that raised her, but he was maybe the next prisoner to get sent to Beta after Octavia and, um, 
Dioza were taken. But mm-hmm. and then somewhere in that time, Octavia also got away. Maybe she meets up with Bellamy. We don't know that yet because we're assuming that Bellamy's also there, right? Well, my understanding was that what happened was um, Octavia ends up in Beta. Uh, they raise um, Hope together with Dioza. Then um, the disciples arrive. They take Octavia and Dioza. Then they they search for Hope, and I think. I guess it takes them a few years to find her. Then when they finally find her, she makes a deal with them to give them uh, Octavia if they if they let Dioza live. And so I then take it what happened was they somehow um, they sent, so they wrote the code for Hope on Octavia's back you know the tattoo for that that was uh hope's consciousness code or whatever um you know what do they call it um oh yeah the code i don't know whatever um anyway the yeah that the the thing that that's unique to each person's um mind or or like personality personhood and uh, so, something like that. So then they, they sent Octavia back to Sanctum, and she didn't remember anything because she didn't have the helmet. Then they saw the code on her back and put the code in, which was um, Hope's code, and that's why Hope showed up, and then stopped Octavia with the tracker. So, so that, was his, that, was, that was the deal that she had made to give them Octavia, I guess. Um and then, uh, yeah, so I take it Octavia went to, uh, from, or they took Octavia from Beta to Bardo, and then somehow they managed to get her back to Sanctum to, in order to recall, uh, Hope. But then what Hope didn't know is that they had bigger plans, right? That the, the face mask dudes want to like go to sanctum and mess shit up well there's definitely a connection from sanctum to bardo right because that's both octavia and bellamy disappeared from sanctum didn't end up Mm -hmm. on beta and are presumably both on bardo now no they did end up on beta uh because hope said that bellamy when after bellamy ended up here after they took bellamy through the portal they ended up here and then they took her from took him from here to bardo so there's a portal from Sanctum to Beta from, and then one from Beta to Bardo, and I take it one from Bardo to Sanctum. Wow, I blanked out of that. <laughs> <laughs> no, not not this. What you were saying, I mean, I mean that in right. the episode. <laughs> <laughs> no, I got you. <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah, I'll no, because there are so it. many, there's so much information just being thrown around. Yeah. But yeah, I don't. What I don't understand is if they already had Octavia and could tattoo her with with Hope's code, then what did they mean by "give us Octavia"? Um, I'm also having a so. memory of like Octavia fully like just disappeared in Bellamy's arms, right? Like there was no anomaly or anything. She like she like Avengers disappeared. Yeah. Right? Okay. Right. No, I think that's because when you tag someone, apparently they you, just they can just pull you disappear from that time from that location. 
Which, they go. They end up where whatever. Yeah, I don't know which portal they end up. Which? In. Why didn't they tag Bellamy? <laughs> they made like, it fly, why, why across did they drag the land. Him through the forest. <laughs> For like, mm-hmm. like a lot of work. Like my back already hurts just thinking about it. <laughs> yeah, that that was. I think that was the yeah the biggest laugh in that first episode. <laughs> yeah. So I mean <laughs> that visual. I guess I guess we wait and see for some more answers is really the only thing I can. Yeah. <laughs> well, no. First, you have to take a sidebar to Sanctum. Oh, for fuck's sake! And I then, I'm sorry. Like, absolutely no, nothing meant to the actors at all. I am mostly frustrated that they are stuck in that storyline mm-hmm. because, like, I cannot tell you how disappointed yeah. I was to like watch next week's preview and we're back in fucking Sanctum. I'm like. You like I am equally, <laughs> I'm equally angry that we have to watch Echo and Gabriel do nonsense that could actually be interesting, but but they are literally like as interesting as wallpaper. That is boring wallpaper, <laughs> and at the same time, we have all of the good actors like like in this the in this storyline that about. no one cares. Yeah, exactly. And like they that that like whole like picnic scene and whatever it was just so like painfully awkward. I'm like, move on, get them to this story. And like, right, leave like in Sanctum the trailer, altogether. We see Raven in one of the the Bardo spacesuits. So I'm like, get me there, get me. To yeah, that point. like I, like, I, let I me hope see Raven do space shit. It's it's time, yeah, because like the fact that it is not Raven in this story or Clark or Raven and Clark and Murphy or whatever, like people that are actually um, even even I'll even say, give me Miller. Instead of Echo on this storyline. And I say this as someone who has defended Echo for quite some time. Like, give me Miller. Like, give me a soldier. Give me Indra. Like, yeah. I just, you know, I mean, well known that I I liked Echo for about half a second (laughs) when I thought things were going to go differently in, like, the end of season four, (laughs) beginning of season five. And now, now I'm just like... Hey, I'm representing Bubs this week, so I'm allowed. <laughs> because, like, I'm so over it. <laughs> and, like, I mean, I understand that, like, objectively or whatever, I'm supposed to care because, like, this is her boyfriend of many years that is missing. And, like, that's, you know, so she's, like, on this walkabout. But, like, it it just, as as an audience member, I'm just, like, okay, but, like... <sighs> the fact, okay, so here's, here's what could have made this episode a bit stronger, I think, is... So we end on that final shot of Little Hope, like alone on the island. On on is it an island? I don't fucking know. Whatever, uh, alone mm-hmm. on on um, generic Vancouver, Greater Vancouver, Lake. Greater Greater Vancouver area. <laughs> and like you know, I got some serious like Island of the du- of the Blue Dolphins vibes out of that. Which if you haven't read that, it was a book based on it. a true story of um I think some girl like a native girl yes. who uh basically winds up like all of her people leave and and she like gets like left behind basically and she lives alone on this island for years and years and years and years Mm -hmm. where they're like wild dogs and she like domesticates one of them and like eventually some like I think Russian fur traders end up going to that island and like sort of I guess she gets brought into civilization but like it's a crazy fucking story of basically some girl like raising herself from childhood alone I will second that's a very good book loved it excellent book yeah. Um, but anyway, so I totally got those vibes. But like, why if we're building up the suspense of everything, like, why didn't we get like, you know, a five second what the fuck is happening cut of Bellamy, wherever the fuck he is? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like the fact that Bellamy that they're do they're not building a Bellamy mystery. It mm-hmm. is 
they're not creating any suspense. It's literally like, what the fuck happens? Like, it's it's more meta than that in terms of it's actually taking me out of the story. Exactly. Where the it is, is distracting everything that is going on in the show to not have him there. And the the way they in, the way they interact with that fact is very like, okay, I'll I'll wait for the well actually, but the, <laughs> the well actually because just the way they're interacting with Bellamy not being there, um, is is not organic to how the characters would react to Bellamy not being there, you know? And and that's really, really taking me out of the story, like, about caring about any of this is happening, because it's like, okay, get on with it. Because we'll, we'll usually, like, storytelling-wise, we'll usually get, like, a little bit of a teaser of, like, remember how that dude disappeared? Here's, like, a no-context three-second shot of him being tortured somewhere or dragged somewhere. Or, like, remember at the very end of... Was it the end of season one when we saw Clark in the Mount white we- room of yep. Mount Weather? Yep. And we didn't have any context or anything, but it was like a, oh, what that the was fuck? So and then good, yeah. And that, that was, was such really a good, good yeah. like, and we didn't get any contact. Like, we, we had no idea. Like, something like that would, as far as storytelling goes, would service what they're trying to do. But obviously this, you know, this has logistic problems, like, Right, because for whatever reason that we still don't understand, they didn't have Bob Morley. Mm-hmm. They don't have Bob Morley either at all, or at least for now. Yeah. For, or for, for the for for the yeah for some earlier episodes didn't have him, so they couldn't have done. I, I agree, it would have been great. Well, considering that they didn't they release couldn't. the season until well after the whole thing has wrapped, they certainly could have filmed something and then inserted after it exactly. Yeah. That's what I was thinking too. Is like the episodes that he is there, like it's easy to shoot something. That, that gets cut into these previous episodes that makes more sense than, than him know, just really not, not being there. Yeah. Cause then I think it would yeah. distract less <laughs> from I the last. I just think things are probably not nice backstage. Yeah. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. And the fact that like everyone can pick up on that is kind of not, yeah. it's not a ideal. bummer. Yeah. Um, it's a real bummer. Is there is there anything that we want to talk about in terms of the Bardo dudes actually showing up? And well, I guess I guess I did want to mention that like moment of Dioza sort of yelling at Octavia a very coded but good message to like basically hide hope. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, <laughs> I like that too. Up. Yeah, um, which again speaks to how in sync they are over the years. Um, but is there anything else you guys want to talk about this before we get into our well actuallys? Like, I feel like we just gushed about this storyline and we're like, it's good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, it's easier to complain than to say good things, huh? I know, yeah, I, like, literally my major problem about this is that I think the whole episode should have been this. <laughs> so, no. Um... You want to talk specifically about what the part that you mentioned? Uh, either that part or anything else about these two before we move on to our well actuallys. Okay. Oh, I did um, really like the line where she's like, stop torturing yourself and me. Loved that <laughs> line. Just her delivery of it, like her, her facial expression stuff. I, I just, yeah, that particular line delivery so got me. <laughs> good. Like, yeah. like, she makes me sad that like, she wasn't in the show from the beginning. Mm-hmm. Like, not to be whatever, she could have solved a lot of problems that Kane and Abby fucked yep. up. Just just with her, like, lack of, like, facades or whatever. Like, she's just like, 
you're wrong, it's you're real. stupid, this is dumb. Like, just- yeah. like basically Indra in a lot of ways, yeah. but if she had been like an Earth per, like not yeah. an Earth person, Indra's from Earth, but you know, like a space person. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, people would Yeah, she's like her. a technologically advanced Indra. Mm-hmm. Yeah, ex- exactly. Yeah. yeah. I kind of want, like, I hope that maybe we get some Indra and Dioza shit together. Like, I feel like the two of them not having any time for anyone else's bullshit would be like, <laughs> it is dangerous anyway, to hope. What hope would tell you. <laughs> what hope is dangerous? There you go. Hope is dangerous. <laughs> uh, nothing. I'm, uh, I don't have anything else to say. All right. Uh, let's go on to well actuallys. Uh, Alicia, I think that you should go first. <laughs> All right. So, I-, I mean, if you guys, if you saw the like the size of my well actually in comparison. <laughs> Um, it's quite, uh, it's quite long. My, my, well, actually, or my mini rant that I wanted to have, I, it kind of goes in line with what we were just talking about, Bellamy, but it's about a specific line in the show, which is when Hope, um, talks about, like, what is it about, by the way, after having a note in her arm, in the flesh of her arm that said, trust Bellamy, <laughs> she said, she chooses to say this line, um, what is it about sensible women that what, what what makes otherwise sensible women want to die for Bellamy? I may not be quoting it exactly. And like, first of all, like immediately, it, it instantly pissed me off. And then I was like, why did they have, like, why is this line in here? Just because it goes so counter to the entire storyline and it goes counter to everything that we've seen about all of the characters. And so I was like, oh, is like Hope kind of like half-heartedly, like, is she resentful because Octavia was trying to, to go to Bellamy for years or, or what. But like at the same time, Hope was raised by an Octavia that understood all of the sacrifices that Bellamy made for her. Not only that, she has told Hope about Clark and about Echo to the point that like Hope is actually like kind of begrudgingly accepting Echo as just a person that has to be there. And like she has told about her about Clark and Maddie because she mentions them by name and even Murphy because she knows like literally... The idea is, if that's the reasoning, it makes no sense because Hope knows everything about everybody in Octavia's life over the six years. They're trying to parallel how Clark told Maddie about everything. And, like, so the fact that she says this, like, the person raised by Octavia. So Octavia understands Bellamy and all of his actions. And, like, in the story, we have seen Bellamy do that for, like, Bellamy do whatever he can to, like, save all of the women in his life. So he has saved Echo's life. <laughs> despite despite her being his enemy, She has, he has saved Clark's life multiple times. That is something that Dioza was also witness to. <laughs> the, the, um, the how far he was willing to go to save Clark and to, you know, help Maddie and whatever. And then, like, Murphy, he saved Murphy's life. And, like, Clark, Maddie's life. Like, it just, it was such a, like, it was Bellamy a line. saved a lot of lives. He exactly. Earned, like, Exactly. So, like, the idea of, like, and for the first time in maybe forever, there's, like, people being, like, oh, yeah, we should, we should find Bellamy. And they're not even, like, trying to find Bellamy to, like, save him or whatever, because they don't even know that he's necessary. Well, no, Echo knows that he's in trouble. Like, and so, yeah, so Echo has seen him get, like, dragged away or whatever. But, like, the fact that they said that, like, it really, instead of coming across in any way of making sense in the story, it came across as a line of the writers or the shadow writers or, you know, I won't get into that and my issues with their choices, both in and out of universe. But, um, but it just, it seems like such a bad faith 
reading of a character that they're resentful is that popular and is not currently in the storyline. And so everybody is distracted by the fact that he's just not there. And so it just, it seemed like such, like such an unnecessary and like mean dig at the, at the like female, at a largely female audience for liking a character that they themselves created. And so I'm just like, you know what? Like, yes, Bellamy is missing and everybody's going to be distracted forever. And that's all anybody's going to talk about for weeks. And like, you just, they just need to get over it. So <laughs> I, yeah, I, I really, I really, really, really hated that line. And it, it absolutely didn't need to be there because it did not make sense in the story. And it did not make sense that it came from hope. And it is a straight up, straight up fucking lie. <laughs> the end. <laughs> I mean, maybe it's because uh, Hope was also raised by Dioza, who thinks that uh, Bellamy is just some loser jackass. But who no, left remember Octavia she to die. No, but she, at the same time, she has also observed Bellamy rescue Clark by being so so goddamn extra. <laughs> they literally <laughs> like he he rescued his people or whatever by by. Mm tricking her and and if anything Dioza respects that because like in season five at least we definitely right. saw that Dioza respects Bellamy as well um I mean I'm not saying that she's right I just it just seemed like um I mean definitely with uh Octavia trying to leave so many times Dioza is not a big fan of Bellamy so I thought maybe that was just Dioza talking. And that's, of, I, uh, I think that's how they Hope. wanted you to read it from the story, like from Hope saying this line. I think they were like, oh, this, this might make sense because like Hope would be resentful or whatever. But I honestly, I like, I, I fully honestly believe because, because it was such a bad faith line. I, I believe that it was not, um, that it was, you know, it wasn't meant to make sense in the story, but that it was like a, a, a kind of like bitter reaction from um and based on everything that we know about that room <laughs> it was a, it was a it was a reaction in a way that that absolutely didn't need to be there and rightfully pissed off just about everybody <laughs> so i i'm just i'm just voicing this like conversation that i've had several times this week and i i it was really upsetting and i think actually really instantly took me out of the story and out of the scene um because because it just was like so out of place, and it's like, well, it's not our fault. Bellamy's not there. Like, I <laughs> why are you getting mad at us? Like, <laughs> we didn't do anything except just like a character that you created. Um, so yeah, I, it just it was really really upsetting in an in an episode that otherwise like upset me less than many other episodes. <laughs> um, so it just it was it was really like I just want to go to them and be like, I'm sorry. Like, I'm sorry he's popular, but like that's the reality. <laughs> So yeah, I just I really hated that line, especially when they the the condescending nature of sensible women. I think that phrase in itself is also really condescending. So just like that whole line, um, you like know, a backhanded whoever, compliment. Exactly. Whoever wrote so it, sensible. just like, why are you doing this dumb thing? Or exactly. This thing that I think is dumb. Exactly. Why? Why are you? It's like it's one of those like why are you being so emotional? Like you should be practical. Um, it was one of those, it, like, it very much read like one of those, like, condescending lines, um, like, about women. And, and again, it was, like, false, pr proven false by the narrative. Um, and, and it's just, it, it was, like, it, it was one of those things that, like, poked at me so hard that I was, like, oh, really? Like, <laughs> no, no. So, yeah, I, I was very upset by that. And that is my well actually, my well actually part of it is that that is false in your story. <laughs> 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 well, okay. Um, uh, 
Thank you. Thank it's you. Out, it's out. It's out. It's out. Do you feel yeah. better? <laughs> I feel better. Okay, good. Um, do you want to go <laughs> that next? That was $100. <laughs> Woo! Do you, do you want to go next, uh, Shaheen, or do you want me to go? Sure. So I had a bunch. I mean, the first time around I watched it, every note I took was a, well, actually. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> but uh, um, again, the, against the background, of like, I really like this episode. But um, so, first of all, like, jellyfish. Um, I mean, don't jellyfish live like way down out in the boonies Not in the when ocean? Not like, here in freshwater in Vancouver. <laughs> like, how many times do we have to go? Which this? makes me think that was that an ocean? Like, was that the ocean? <laughs> I thought that's what it must have been, but it was a lake. Apparently, it was I don't know if there are jellyfish <laughs> in lakes. So that's that's uh, anyway. So that's one thing. Um, and you know, that just ties back into the whole flora and fauna thing that I can't shut up about. Um, so, okay. And then if, so coming, like Dioza, everything Dioza says about diving into the, into the lake or ocean or whatever it is, that deep is life threatening is definitely true as far as I know, right? So you're not supposed to dive that deep unless you're well equipped. And you can control your blood pressure and, and everything, your, you know, your lungs and ev- everything. Um, otherwise, you know, really nasty things are going to happen. There's going to be bubbles in your blood. There's yeah, she should have gotten the know, bends coming up. Yeah, things are going to happen. But also, sim- similar things happen in during the ascent. Uh, especially because the, uh, the ascent is faster. I mean, I think that's what they wanted us things like the ascent. You don't die during the ascent because it's faster, but actually that's worse. Right. Um, you, you want to come, come up slowly. So if, if you're going to die during the, um, dive, then you should have died during the ascent too. So. Yeah. Cause aren't you supposed to like exhale the whole time and yep. ascend very slowly? Yep. 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 Like, I, and if it's if it took her two minutes to dive down there, it's pretty fucking deep. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah. yeah, I mean, whatever, whatever. Well, I'm ascending not, like, or like so when you no, arrive, actually. it's magic, right? Like when you arrive, yeah, it's no, like it wormhole magic. magic, right? Yeah. That's <laughs> <laughs> like that part is just like schmeißed away because it's ma- you're still in the magic realm. You're like you know like those video old video games where like you, your character would be blinking for a few uh-huh. seconds and like you can't die doing those. <laughs> um so yeah it's <laughs> it's one of the cut scenes it's one of those like yeah the video game yeah <laughs> a plot point and then like and now we fight um yeah cut scenes yeah um okay so what else i talked about yeah so the, my last one is hope was awfully clean <laughs> when she came out of dioza um <laughs> I mean, I personally have never had a, had a baby, but like I am, I'm given to understand that babies aren't that clean when they or several come out old, for the first time. Yeah, that's a separate yeah. issue. <laughs> actually, your will actually perfectly fits into mine. Uh-huh. Um, if they're going, so like, props to the show for like having casual breastfeeding. Like, that's great. Like, it's great that you know it's normal and you know it's a thing that happens mm-hmm. and it's a thing that's happened for thousands of years. Like. Don't make it weird. 
But at the same time, like, they, they went with doing something that's, like, very, like, normal and natural to then, like, plot forcing having Dioza pass out. Like, the only time that she would have passed out immediately after birth is if, like, I'm guessing she had, like, some severe fucking bleeding trauma. Because yep. otherwise, <laughs> the whole point is that, like, you're you're tired, but you gotta be awake. You gotta feed the baby. Like, you, you know evolution didn't didn't evolve so that you know you're you have a midwife like you need to be prepared to take care of a baby like in the forest by yourself if need be and so the fact that she just like passed the fuck out and that like we're gonna like talk about you know normalizing breastfeeding but then you know oh we're not gonna have like you know placenta birth like that we're not you know we're not gonna do the whole shebang um but i guess that that probably also falls into you know, maybe there's only so much squeakiness that they're willing to deal with and we can't have, like, a bloody baby or a placenta. It was um, all about the said, plot, right? It was, like, repeating what happened with, uh, with, with Bel- like, it forget, like, forget all of this stuff. <laughs> yeah. Though, then again, like, call me crazy. No, don't even call me crazy. Dioza for sure made sure they ate that placenta. Like, she's totally that kind of hippie mom to, like... <laughs> it's, I mean, it's good nutrition. Well, she I'm became, yep, yeah, yeah. saying. Um... Do you guys want to go into the wrap up and recommend some TV shows or movies to people? I can I just appreciate how chill you you guys as well actually were. <laughs> <laughs> I have no chill. <laughs> thank you, thank you for bringing the thunder because you know Bubs wasn't here. I Gotta represent. Admirable. Yeah, I hope good, she's proud. Good job I hope she's proud because yeah. yeah, this was because to be fair, like Cece did actually. She was like, listen, you know, if you guys can't find anyone. Um, but I, I still think that Cece is far too, I mean, which is not to say that you are not a nice person by any means, but Cece is um, very measured, um, mm-hmm. I think, sometimes. And I appreciate that you, like, really channeled Bubs's, like, <laughs> Bellamy I, You know what? I, I went I went for the things that I liked as well, um, because you know what? If you if you want salt, just go to my Twitter. <laughs> I tried to bring something, but you know, this, this section was made for me. <laughs> <laughs> Um, what are you guys watching, reading, playing? What, what, what can you have to recommend to people? Um, I don't have any shows, um, but, uh, I guess I can recommend a book. Okay. Um, it's called The Next Realignment. Um, and the, um, the thesis of the book is that uh, it's, it's very historical about the history of the American Republic, but it, um, the thesis is that, um, there are al- always two parties, but the two parties change over time. And every once in a while, there is um, a sort of cataclysmic um, revolution in the in the like a conceptual revolution, and new parties emerge. Uh, and that each time it um, the debate between the parties deals with some central question of the time. Uh, and, uh, yeah, it's very interesting. It, it talks about how, like, uh, as much as we hate the, uh, two party system, uh, maybe if you look at the historical pattern, uh, the long term patterns, maybe it serves a function. Um, and so, yeah, that's, I mean, I'm, I'm always a, a big hater of the two party system, but, uh, I'm enjoying the book. So, uh, and it's not, the point of it is not to defend the two party system. But, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's basically t- about realignments and how, you know, uh, new parties are born out of old parties. And it's pretty cool. Okay. Thanks for, thanks for the rec. Yeah.
Um, mm. What are you watching these days, Alicia? Uh, I want to plug the uh, final and seventh season of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. <laughs> okay. Um, so, yeah, Agents is in its final season. It just premiered la- – the season premiere was last Wednesday, so it's Wednesdays at 10 and um, they are doing uh, timey-wimey stuff this year. Um, so, yeah, I really love Agents. I think that it's one of those shows that, like, took a little – it had a slower start, especially because it had to be, like, tied to the movies a little bit more in the past. Um, but now it's, like, really just gotten – it's taken, like, a real jump into into wild sci-fi stuff. So, yeah, if you want to see – you know, they had, like, the AI stuff and they have – um, going to space and, and now there's time travel and stuff. Hint, hint. <laughs> I'm just saying. No, but, uh, but I, I really, I've loved the show. Like I've watched it pretty much for all seven years, um, as well. So it's, it's, it's just such a good show. It makes me really happy. And right now they were in like prohibition era, like time. And it was, it was just fun to watch. And, and it makes me, um, it makes me really happy. And it's really funny and, and the banter is really good and everything. So yeah, it just, it just came back just last week and, and it will be airing its final season. So I'm loving that right now and I can't wait to see what happens. Um, yeah, that's me. Awesome. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna push Shira again. I pushed it last week. Um, but I'm still, we're almost done with, with the whole show. Um, it's really good. You guys like it, it's a kid show and it still very much maintains it being a kid show, but somewhere like two thirds of the way through season two, it gets like really, really good. Um, it does great character work. Um, and I had some friends be like, listen, season five is basically like, uh, not to give too much away, like, uh, sort of a referendum on the way that the hundred handled Clark and Lexa. Mm-hmm. Um, you have two people who were, who were, have the potential to be very close and they're in a fight and like it's about sort of like character redemption but the the real weird thing is that there's a whole other side plot of like mind control where people are being chipped uh there is um somebody says um i believe it's your fight isn't over or my fight isn't over it's one of those two lines um there's like some really on the nose fucking like looking at you hundred um in in the in in the final season, but it's it's very well done. It's a it's it's cute and funny and silly and again very much a kid show, but it does really 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 good character work and doesn't it doesn't just wrap things up in like you know if somebody's mad at someone else it doesn't just wrap up by the end of the episode it like. Characters are allowed to be angry or have arcs that go on for multiple episodes. Um, and that's, I think, a real gift uh, while still being very hopeful and optimistic um, in sort of today's TV landscape. Um, plus, there, it's very gay. Oh, my God. Like, there is, I don't, it's it's the gayest fucking show I've ever seen in my entire life. Um, and I've seen a lot of, a lot of gay shit. You guys know that about me. Um, so, yeah, I'd recommend she on Netflix. Um, do you guys have anything else? Yeah. No. Um, thank you again so much for stepping in and filling the salt mine uh, for Bob's <laughs> Alicia. We really appreciate it. Um, I guess once we get back to humans and or the expanse, uh, we'll bother you again. Yay, please if do. That's, if that's okay. <laughs> Such good shows. <laughs> Yay. Yay. Um, yeah, thanks. Thanks again for, for joining and cool. listening, yeah, everyone. This was fun. All right. Um, maybe maybe may we geek again. <laughs> oh. I always forget that we have a catchphrase. <laughs> All right, bye. Bye.